Welcome to a very special episode of the Very Green Room. Yeah. Um, when I had the concept for this show, what I wanted to do when it was all said and done was get the hundred funniest people mm-hmm. I'd met and give them each a little time to shine and like an audio record of like Houston's funniest hundred people. Which is why you deserve your own episode as Aww. my co-host. Like, thanks, it would be an incomplete ben. list without you, Mr. Will Loden. Aw, thanks. And taking my uncomfortable chair we have over to the left, uh, Chad Alexander, usually behind the ones and twos. Now you're in front of the mic. How does yeah. it feel, big dog? Uh, I'm in front of the mic, and uh, I got a wide sprawl about me, which is strange. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, yeah, we're very, very close to this desk. Uh, right. I'm hugging it like a catcher. Yeah, no, you, I, it's it's the the, the desk because it makes it makes the the middle the middle person in the interview have to bounce back and forth, which is you know classic good cop bad cop. Um, yeah. And just I just got to go to camera one, camera two, camera, camera two, one, boom, camera two. Boom, boom, boom. I just realized I had to take the photo because chat's not behind to do the wide angle photos of how we memorialize <laughs> yes, these episodes. Yes. Yeah. I'm always very much behind the so scenes. So chat's filling in for Will, Will's filling in for guests, and I'm filling in for Chad on photography. So there we go. Everybody's got new roles and new chairs. Did we just tonight. Chinese fire drill our, uh, our jobs. Uh, uh, I mean, there there is tripping hazards. We can't actually do a lap around it, but right. you know, yeah, you know, in spirit, you know, in spirit. I guess we shouldn't call them Chinese fire drills anymore. Uh, I mean, how about it's just a, a high school fire drill, or you yeah, know, yeah, middle schoolers. Did it? Uh, yeah, let's adolescent yeah. Inter- adolescent intersection breakdown. That's right. what it is. There we go. There we go. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. Th- it's bad to hear you censoring when you say Chinese because I spent most of the afternoon writing a bit how like their Asian stereotypes and gambling are starting to affect how I see Asian people. Oh yeah, like in my mind, China is just one big Gamblers Anonymous meeting. <laughs> That's. Really funny. No, the, the, they they do uh, they do love gambling. I love the, I love the ch- I've been doing the Chinese squat before I go to bed. You know, because like when when Chinese people are outside of like a place of business or you know smoking a cigarette, they smoke it in basically a catcher's stance. You know, like like and and I read on the internet that that loosens up your back and hips, and that's why they stay so youthful. And I thought that maybe that would help my deadlift, and so uh, I've started. Uh, Squatting, squatting like a Chinese person. Man, I'm gonna get Shane Gillis. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know Loden used to be an athlete. It's because he's doing anything to get a competitive edge on his list for no reason. Yeah, no, yeah. I, uh, he's not competing for anything. Nah, nada anymore. I go to Planet Fitness three, four times a week, and I still, I still just, you know, I'm like, maybe, maybe I can get back to a big, big boy deadlift. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there are there are like workouts, there are specific exercises that are kind of named after uh, like a region or something like that. What is it's it's not Roman, Bulgarian, Bulgarian. Yeah, the Bulgarian ones yeah, the are Bulgarian usually pretty squats. good. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like you, you put a foot up on a on a bench yeah, behind. Why you. is it okay to say some countries but not others? Like Chinese wow. is a pejorative, but if you called somebody from Finland Finnish, nobody would bet an eye. Right. Well, you can put some stank on Finnish. You can be like, you know, like you can be like, you Finnish piece of shit. You're, you know, like, yeah. I think you're it's no better than of... those goddamn Estonians. And it's when you draw out the F. Right. right. The, you Finnish. Yeah, 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 you Finnish. Yeah. Why don't you go fuck a Latvian idiot? And that's, uh, that's I was gonna start making European puns, but I'm finished. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there we go, there we go. Um, yeah, they, I, I don't know. I think you can still bully small countries. You can bully anyone if you commit. If if you really commit to it and you try to say, ah, you know, I was just lightheartedly kidding. Like like yeah, like where you're like, oh, you know, like fuck Moldova. I don't know really. <laughs> like, I don't know really what they do in Moldova. Moldova well, sounds find... like the lava dragon from the Zelda games, bro. Like, yeah, Moldova. <laughs> yeah, I want to find a country that hasn't made it out of the first round uh, in any Olympics, oh. and that we'll we'll start there. Maybe I don't know. Do you remember when Iceland won their gold medal in handball? Not at all. Okay, so <laughs> where were you? Where were you, <laughs> majestic Icelanders? No, no handball with court. the sport. Well, you know, here's the thing about about Iceland is they're a bunch of cousin fuckers. All right, and as someone from Mississippi, I take it super offensively when they're like, hey, "Everyone in Mississippi loves just fucking their cousins." Like, no, no, 
Everyone in Radjevic actually has to like take notes so they don't fuck a cousin. And, uh, and so, yeah. You know what? I'm doing hot takes on small countries tonight. That's what I'm doing. We're, that's, that's what I'm doing today. You know? Yeah. I'd like to say we could have one podcast without talking about cousin fucking, but it, it ain't <laughs> happened happen. yet. It is yeah, not happening. Yeah, I mean, look at the, the Mississippi's of, not even in the top three states. I think of when I think of cousin fucking. What do you think? I think Alabama first. All right, Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, then uh, Louisiana. I just assume the swamp people <laughs> fuck anything. Swamp people make sense. Alligators. Yeah. Whatever. Then it goes to South Carolina for me. Really? South Carolina? I know a lot of weird shit about South Carolina. Like, of all the redneck states, South Carolina was the last state in the Union to outlaw dueling and also the last state in the Union to outlaw marrying your first cousin. Mm, Okay, okay. (laughs) Uh, uh, I'm I'm curious. That's what it sounds like when you bring facts into a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious to know in in both of your rankings, like, where does Missouri rank in there? So, uh, Kenny DeForest has a uh, great bit on, because uh, he's from Missouri, he's from the Show Me State. Uh, then they sat out the Civil War. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, as, as opposed to like, you know, other states were like, rah, rah, rah. they're like, we'll wait and see who wins before we really, <laughs> you know. Um, that thing you did right there, yeah. you do sometimes on podcasts every time the Civil War comes up. And I meant to tell you, you really need to do like a splinter off podcast that's just like you doing 15 minute like explanations of civil war battles and call it Uncle Will's War Stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would listen battle. to the shit out of that. I learned so much every time you start talking about the War of Northern Aggression. That is like I, that. You still call it the War of Northern I, I, Aggression. I call it that as a joke. Like, let's, let's not forget. Uh, who started invading federal places? Uh, it was definitely <laughs> the first shots were fired at Sumner when, like, South Carolina was like, "Like we're done," and then they invaded a federal fort, and they were like, "And now we're like, yeah, those Yankees came into our land. Hey, well, don't don't attack people." Um, <laughs> I don't know. The United States has historically had a long history of being touchy when they get attacked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they definitely do. They, they, That's our official policy. Is we yeah. get a little irritable. A, asymmetrical force is applied as well. It's never, yeah, yeah. It's never like peaceful. It's like, yeah. oh, well, like you've slapped me with the glove. Here's my cannon. Right. That's exactly. Yeah. Uh, where do I view Missouri on on the cousin fucking scale? I would say it's. It's about where it sits in education, just middle of the pack, you know, like uh <laughs> it's a uh, compromise. Yeah, state. it's a compromised state. Uh yeah, I think um I think, you know, like I don't think there's a lot of fuck, fuck cousin fucking going along in uh, you know, Kansas City or St. Louis, but like, you know, maybe in like Cape Girard, uh having done a couple <laughs> of shows there. I I'm, I'm sure that there's I don't know if it's fucking, it's maybe cousin touching, uh which, you know, like <laughs> So like, look at, like show show me your lower back. Is there a tail? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, uh, my th- top three uh, cousin fucking states are, <laughs> of course, uh, West Virginia. Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. a good. Yeah. I, I always forget about them as as yeah. Well, thing. yeah, the hillbilly redneck, uh, you know, divide. I can talk about forever. Uh, yeah, I, but yeah, I would say West Virginia, um, Alabama, and uh, just because it bleeds into it, Kentucky, Kentucky, definitely, um, yeah, and Eastern Tennessee. It's and strictly Eastern. There stri- are three regions to Tennessee, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you Eastern Tennessee is Northern Georgia, uh, <laughs> I like Central Tennessee, Tennessee like- is Northern Alabama, and Western Tennessee is Mississippi. I like Tennessee conceptually because you can find all of the stereotypes of people in a section of Tennessee. Yes. It's the most democratically laid out of areas. Because if you want, like, really, really country people, Mm -hmm. capital of the world. Yep. You want the opposite of country music? Memphis has another side (laughs) to the street. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, you can drive an hour hour east of Memphis and find yourself in Bucksnort. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I was surprised to find like a very unique and specific pocket of, of, uh, 
Tennessee that had like its own isolated barbecue style, and that's Knoxville. Like Knoxville kind of has its own weird little thing. They're 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 doing sort of more of a Carolina thing, I would say. Like 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 a lot of people say Western Tennessee style barbecue when they're really talking about Memphis style ribs, which is in <laughs> stuff like that. But no one wants to say Memphis if they're white uh, and they're from the like region. Uh, yeah, we make a Western Tennessee style rib, but it's like no, you just rub it with deliciousness and sometimes make you know like. Less sugar, you know, less vinegar, you know, more cayenne. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It was a weird thing. Like, because, like, I, I drove through Tennessee, spent yeah. like, I don't know, f- like two weeks there, nice. and kind of went from like west to east. Yeah. And dipped into South Carolina, mm-hmm. fantastic barbecue. But somewhere around Knoxville, I was like, the shit turned different. It was just a little bit. Yeah, they're hill people. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's... it was it was a little bit in between, but had like a nice dry rub. It was a different thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, I I enjoy this a lot. Right. I, uh, yeah. No, I did. I've done. A, I've been all over that state. I love that state very, very much. I don't think I'll ever perform there again. Ah, you can get back there. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, it that was... guy literally <laughs> promised to murder me if I ever one back, rough so sad. You know. One rough sad. It's okay. I have it checked off the state map. We can move to the <laughs> other Yeah, like this. This is a great lead up to a movie where it's just like twenty years later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the return. Of as soon ben as you Daniel. cross the state line, there's just a man standing in the middle of the road. Like, hello, what you ben. say about my wife. <laughs> so we meet again, Ben. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I've, I'm curious. So I've I've sat uh, in in the back and and listened to a lot of these discussions. Uh, I've heard a lot about your current years in comedy, um, but take take me back because I'm curious about this, and I love sharing these stories or like love hearing these stories. When was the first time where you did like what age were you, and what was the first time that you did something funny? And you were like, oh, I like this feeling. I memorized all of Weird Al's discography as a kid. Uh, so, like, that was... I could make Timmy Root's parents laugh by singing, uh, you know, Eat It by Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> uh, and then some of my earliest memories of living... Like, not living in Mississippi, just being in Mississippi uh, for Christmas. My, my granddad had HBO... And I remember sneaking downstairs because I was tired of sleeping in a bed with like three of my cousins. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's we weren't fucking each other; we were kids. But uh, I would try to sneak downstairs, and I remember watching my uh, my parents and my all of my aunts and uncles after my granddad had gone to sleep. They'd turn on HBO, and they'd either be watching Richard Pryor or Chris Rock or or George Carlin or whoever was on HBO, and they would be howling, laughing. Yeah. So I've always been fascinated by laughter um and in a very real sense you know and then yeah and, and can i say like in my head yeah. you as a child uh <laughs> like let's like let's pick an age let's pick like seven years old let's yeah. pick seven years old you as a seven-year-old you're already five foot six <laughs> i so <laughs> you're, pull, you're you're my, you're my gr- going through bearded. a half bottle of flintstones vitamins a day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just to stop inflammation even though i'm definitely eating those ego waffles and i'm making egg sandwiches out of the ego waffles and putting <laughs> syrup on the yeah no i have real food issues but i'm but i'm taking vitamins to get rid of the infla- <laughs> inflammation uh <laughs> that i feel no my my growth spurts were weird so i was a small fat kid uh-huh. Uh, which helped f- with funny, I think, tremendously. And uh, then, in but so in between, like, I was taller than my mom in like third or fourth grade. But my mom's only five foot, so there's, I have a tiny mom. But uh, so and then like I grew six inches in three months in middle school and forgot how to run, so I had to be funny. You know, like when you just forget how to be athletic for a while, well, you forget how to do everything. Yeah. I went from. 5-2 the last day of my freshman year to 6-5 the first day of my sophomore yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. A vertical Three stretch months. Marks. Yeah, yeah. No, all over summer, uh, I had... I, everyone kept calling me uh, Huck Finn or High Water because my mom didn't buy me new pants or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like you took out, you took they took out the hem as far as they could, and like still you're just like you're just seeing Will's ankles uh, <laughs> you know, like, uh, <laughs> in seventh and eighth grade. Uh, and, you know, like like I remember my mom because I was just growing 
at such a crazy rate that you like pace with the clothes. Yeah, no, my mom was like, "I'm not buying any more clothes until you chill the fuck out, dude." Like that's <laughs> yeah. not how she talks at all. But uh, you know, she was just like, "This, well, I'll let out the him again." But like, you realize because like I went from round like I am now, but small to like super tall and beanstalky. So like, yeah, like I had. I didn't lose weight, but I, it just stretched. It redistributed. Yeah, it redistributed. Yeah. And now it's settled back, uh, yeah. <laughs> which, which I'm fine with. But uh, yeah, so that was, yeah, that was a part of it. But, you know, you always, I've always tried to be funny, I think. Like I started, I was doing sketches in high school with a bunch of people, yeah. like right when YouTube came out. Um, you know, I was on, I was in the AV program, you know, like mm-hmm. we, we made short videos and stuff like that. Uh I'd always loved stand up. I I never knew how to get into it. Like I don't think anyone, you know, really knows how to get into it. And then like this is like right when the internet was getting big, uh, you know. But I had discovered alcohol, so that 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 sustained me for a while. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just just kind of fucking around for, you it know. It does seem like a lot of people uh find it accidentally. Like yeah. they're just in the right bar at the right night and the right situation. They're like, "Oh, this is comedy. Like this, this is what's happening." That's exactly what happened to me. Is I was yeah. walking by a, a bar in in Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, shout out Ole Miss Rebels for winning the national championship in baseball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, and it was just like open mic night. And I was like, "Wait, so this is how you start doing this? Like, yeah. you just like like you just go up there and like, and I." I signed up, but I was, this was in, you know, June. I signed up, but I didn't go up. I was a coward. Mm, I signed mm, up, mm. Uh, yeah. I used a fake name. I used my granddad's name. It was Eason, Eason Miller. Uh, and uh, it was actually, that's a. It's going to be a fun bit of historical trivia one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On, you know, the fourth iteration of Jeopardy when it's got like a robot host. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Will Loden? Uh, yeah, yeah. If they had let Ken Jennings do it, we would already had a robot host. Dude, Ken Jennings, that guy. <laughs> do you, well, because he, he was the one who figured out the strategy where he always goes for the big points, right? He didn't mm-hmm. work his way down uh, a thing. He moneyball Jeopardy. What a bitch. (laughs) I love that there's game theory for how you pick questions in Jeopardy now. That goes beyond, I don't think I know shit about 18th century French. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Game game theory is fascinating. I I just had friends try to study that in college. And I was like, I think you're making this shit up, dude. Uh, There's a lot of it in the poker world. Really? There's game theory optimal players who basically dictate by math and accent. I'm a bit of a hybrid, but there are a lot of game theory aspects that I subscribe to because they've made me a great deal of money. Like what? Like give me give me an example give me a low bar example of game theory. Okay. Implied- for, for everyone listening right now, Ben has leaned his head back and his eyes have gone to both sides of his head. <laughs> uh, he is accessing the deep, deep drive right <laughs> now. <laughs> well I was trying to figure out like how technical I'm gonna get in this explanation, but the short version is there's an entire segment of math that applies late stage in tournaments where your cards can be completely disregarded and your fold equity and your win equity is totally dictated on the ratio of opponents' chips versus implied money expected with place jumps. There are situations where game theory optimal, it is correct to fold two aces pre-flop. The best possible hand you can have. There are situations where it is correct in a game theory situation to fold them. That sounds like it takes a lot of reading. That Well, it's like, well, here's an example of a situation like that. Say there are four players left in a tournament, and first through third place all get the same thing. They're all winning like a ticket to a bigger tournament. Okay. You're a chip leader with four people left. The three people ahead of you are already all in. That's, prevent, that's prevent defense. You're, 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 playing, you're playing to... That's, <laughs> Exactly. See, this is the kind of you're shit you're playing for outcomes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there are all situations. All defense does is prevent you from winning. And uh, yeah. uh, does game theory have any catchy sayings like that? You know? <laughs> Three game- yards in a cloud of dust. <laughs> game theory will make you money. Yeah, uh, people like you are what. Yeah, yeah, we make money off of right. Yeah. We call <laughs> Fuck you your game theory. I'm gonna play my aces. Uh, okay, buddy. We call you Marks. 
We call yeah. you fish, actually, in our world, yeah. which is a, one of my favorite names for people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like calling people fish. That's funny. You're fishy. Uh, <laughs> calling by people the, fishy is... By the way, since we're not a video podcast, I noticed uh, you're rocking the Nathaniel Lamador comedy merchandise today. Oh, Shout yeah. out to our buddy Nathaniel Shout Lamador. Out. Happy yeah, yeah. belated birthday. Uh, yeah, man. Absolutely. That was, uh, that friend was, of everyone on the podcast here. Friend of the club. Friend of the club. <laughs> uh, club. Very, uh, very good guy. Very, very, very good guy. Very, very swell. Swell as hell. We ever came on and had a really good show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ah, cha cha <laughs> So, uh, so child grew. Uh, always liked the funny. Uh, yeah, I did. I, I when I was in high school, I made a movie with my friends, like a full feature, like film. It was called Bocce Ball Two: The Reunion, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I played a guy with a British accent, and it was horrible. But you know, I had a great jawline in that film, and uh, you know, banging high school chicks. Uh, you know, the <laughs> when he was of high school age. Let's yes, yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a junior, and I was just. Good time. I don't know if I peaked in high school because I'm having a really good run in my 30s. Like I'm actually like really stoked about my it. It was one like, of the peaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's I mean, definitely you, been a couple of valleys down yo, there in the yeah. 20s, but yeah, it was, dude. Yeah, there's. I've had several peaks, bro. Yeah, that's that is one of those things where like you try to cut someone down and like the way where you're like, yeah, fucker peaked in high school. I'm like, I bet he had a couple of peaks, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. been, you know. Nobody runs bad all the time. Right. There's, there's always the ungrowth spurt, you know, <laughs> oh. as like, you know, okay, you, you reached max height, you reached max ego, and now everything's kind of settled back down and like, now you're 32 and you got bills. Mm. And <laughs> yeah. And you discovered how great bread is again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful that of all the problems I've had to deal with in my life, fat has never been one of them. I've never once had to consider what I eat, and I'm grateful for that every single day. Dieting looks miserable. It's it's rough. I suffer mm -hmm. enough in my life. I don't need to like punish myself with food and exercise. Like yeah, because like I'm I'm really good at making French pastries, and let me tell you, (laughs) them shits are delicious. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, and most like recipes are like if you're going to spend two days making something, you're going to make a lot of them. And uh, I have to get rid of you. Oh, you gave me your ginger snaps. I know the, oh, the, oh, the oh. man. The man. The man makes the man knows his way around a baking station. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> while we were on while we're on food, before I forget, I wanted to ask y'all both this question. Um, you're on death row. Sorry, yeah. unfortunately for the hypothetical, it's necessary. Last you, meal. Last meal. Hundred dollars. Somebody competent cooking it. You don't have to worry about prison quality cooking. Like, what do you want to go out eating? Like, what are your favorite favorite foods? I'm getting Gus's three-piece dark fried chicken. Uh, Spicy. Yeah, along with uh, their fried green tomatoes, along with their macaroni and cheese. Uh, we're going to keep the slaw, sub out the baked beans uh, for, I'm probably going to say some fried okra. Uh, I want my mom's dirty rice because uh, she puts beef consomme in the rice. Uh, I'm carbo-loading, clearly. Uh, before i go to hell um i guess i think i would want a a two liter of ice cold coca-cola um i would want for for my my appetizer I would want two pieces of salmon sashimi before I started the real gluttonous stuff because I want some good, delicious Japanese fish before I go. And just to make it hard on the guard because I probably hate him. Um, two liter of Coke. Uh, for dessert, I'm going to have some of my great-grandmother's recipe for banana pudding uh, along with a side of those H-E-B little uh, strawberry cheesecakes that are like $4 in their bakery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm going to demand laxatives so I shit myself <laughs> on the electric <laughs> uh, Yeah, I'm going to say that they're breath mints. But yeah, so yeah. 
clearly a very southern meal with a little bit of sushi on the <laughs> yeah, top. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would be like a really confusing autopsy. Yeah. Like, one That's of these like, things doesn't go here. It's yeah. like exactly the ratio of how cultured you are, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one out of ten. It's like 10% culture, 90% southern. Right. Like, it's so reflective. Yeah. Same question, Mr. Alexander. What are you going out oh, on the chair on? Man, like, it, that's... I, I can't really feel like I can take it seriously because it's such a, like, if I end up there, shit went really, really wrong for me. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, I don't know in my head. All I can think about right now is all of the all of the soda that my stomach can fit and just a grenade of Mentos <laughs> in a slow-dissolving <laughs> capsule of some sort. And we'll just give them a show. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is how you know you're an entertainer. Yeah, you know, like, how, how, are all... you, how are you go out, whether it's like, you know, whenever the, the capsule gives away and the, coach, the Coke reaches the Mentos, uh, you know, uh, I, I just like to be able to give one final Freshmaker surprise, you know? The fact yeah. that you're willing to die for the bit. <laughs> I mean, either way, I mean that that would be the shittiest thing ever. It's like just as you can feel it, like start like, oh, the castle's given away, and the phone rings, and it's the governor. And you're like, oh, I bet on the wrong horse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would also want a slice of watermelon and some salt. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, look, he's pantering. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Brothers, <laughs> but this is I not mean, a versus, Omar. Yeah. <laughs> Would that be conditional? Like, could you do? Could you do? I don't know. Is it a seasonal mindset for you where you could do watermelon in like the winter? Is do you still yeah. want to have? Yeah, no, I I love watermelon year round. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, no, I. Uh, it's not like we got a situation it's, where it's. I a mean, hot don't get me wrong. Uh, watermelon is. Paired very well with a tarp, uh, you know, that that on a hill that you use as a slip and slide uh-huh. with like Dove soap. Um, <laughs> but watermelon is very par- paired well with pretty much anything. Uh, have you ever have you ever spit a seed of watermelon on your cousin's neck and they didn't notice it for like six hours? <laughs> That's called foreplay where you're from. Huh? <laughs> I oh, claim man. you. Yeah, talking about spitting seed on your cousin already. <laughs> <laughs> Watermelon. And you're mad people yeah, talk it, about Mississippi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, in the course of the podcast, as I've as I've listened, we've discovered a lot of um, like the the in between years. Like you, you started comedy, yeah. you caught an open mic night. Uh, what was like? What was the first couple of months? Was it something that as soon as you did it, you were like, "This is it. Like, yeah, this is what I want." Yeah. Um, the first time I did it, I got vascular for the like, like, like I could see my veins pumping in my arms. Uh-huh. Like I actually got like a workout pump, um, without actually doing any push-ups or anything. It was the first time I had been ex- excited about anything in about five years. Okay. okay. So like I, uh, yeah, I, I I started doing comedy when I was twenty six. Yeah. Um, and, and I had moved to, uh, Mississippi after dropping out of the university of Houston, didn't have any, you know, purpose <laughs> to be I, like, I shouldn't have gone to college, man. Yeah. Like, like the more, the more I think about it, and I think I've said this on the podcast probably like, you know, too many times or something, but like, like, you know, I'm, I'm one credit short of a degree, uh, of a degree with a history and a minor classics at econ, uh, and like. You know, like, could I go back and get it? Sure, but then what would I do with it? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, um, you would hang it on your wall and uh, use it to feel superior to people. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I don't have it because I am a man of the people. Damn it. No. Um, yeah, you're gonna have to have that replay where you're like looking at your diploma and you're like, does this spark joy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the little, the little Asian lady yeah. when, I'm, when I'm cleaning out my house. The best argument I can give you for finishing your degree is to someone who lives as frugally as you do. The amount of sunk cost that's already invested makes yeah. it almost unreasonable not to that's well here's the thing because i was looking at at transferring back to u of h but i've been out of school just long enough Mm -hmm. to where they're like you're gonna have to do another two years and i was just like you know i don't know i like if if i was gonna go back to school i would which i would i would i would want to start all four years over because my gpa is fucked anyway so it's you know it's just like 
All right, so you get out. You get out of. You get out of U of H downtown at thirty six. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna do that. But comedy, comedy, baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no. The first time I did it, I was like, "Holy shit, this is amazing." Yeah. Uh, I I didn't know if it was gonna be a career path or not, um, but it was a cool as shit hobby. So I was I was in between, you know, you know those guys who are way too into like Magic the Gathering and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, are you one of those guys? Uh, yeah, I was yeah. ranked. Yeah, I was ranked. <laughs> <laughs> casual flex. Yeah, there we go. yeah, like I got a, oh, I got a. Pro I busted tour. up a few mall court tournaments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I, I, I placed high enough in a few pro tour qualifiers to to make the show. So there you go. What was I your had what my was cup your of deck? coffee in the majors? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what, 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 was, what was the last deck you were running? Man, see, this is where it gets nerdy because, yeah. like, I would study the meta in the region that I was going to have the tournament so at. So you're game theorying Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah, there yeah, yeah. It and is so, a game, Will. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> me, and there are theories. Me and my buddies would go, like, just drop in at all these other card shops that were in the periphery of where the tournament was going to be. Right. For like two weeks leading up to it, and kind of look what people were brewing. So you were scouting, yeah, scouting, and then yeah. we would go and construct everything to take those guys down. All right, that make that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because I mean, it's 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 so here here was our evolution that Ben may enjoy is that we were really really competitive. Uh, my group of buddies and I, we were really really competitive. Uh, we were winning. Uh, so you don't really win cash. It's like the right. No, they, like the they, gambling they, aspect no, that's of the, it. That's the that's the crack 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 dealer mentality. Like they'll yeah. give you more cards or more. You know, like so you go into these tournaments for like ten dollars, twenty dollars, and we're just leaving with thousand dollars worth of product. Yeah, and we did it enough to where it was like, oh, we just have a steady stream of this stuff coming in that we can flip it and you know win easy money. But the big tournaments were always big cost it's a full weekend and it's kind of like the world series of poker there's no guarantee you're going to get close to the top eight massive um, fields yeah massive, ma- massive fields play. of people that don't bathe um facts yeah yeah which we found game theory i don't know that this, this is probably not true game theory but if you walk in looking like you're a person of authority like we took up wearing suits to magic tournaments. Huh. <laughs> so we would show up with like suits and be like decked out and shit at these tournaments and immediately like people would just get nervous and not trust you. So you like I don't know how many tournaments we walked into where we were like dressed nicely and yeah. people would just scratch and just go like hey you can take the win and just leave. <laughs> to answer your question, yes, uh, dress is perception a lot in the poker world. What you wear yeah. can absolutely make people stereotype the type of player you are and can make you some money. Also, fun fact, last year or the year before, I can't remember, they had to enact a rule where the floor could remove you from a hand for an undeterminate length of time if you smelled too badly. <laughs> nice. I can't remember the player the rule is named after, but I know a dealer got fired because he pulled cologne out of his pocket and sprayed the player next to him. <laughs> oh, wow. See, I mean, He we is were, what is called a hero in our profession. Yeah. We were kind of... Uh, so... This is uh, we're gonna sidetrack. This is Will's uh, Will's episode. No, 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 uh, guys. This is this is this is what I like. So my friend's wife would come to the games as well, and it always looked intimidating because she would just be glaring at the player opposite him. Like he would just he would hardly ever speak. She was doing wrestling manager. She was doing Miss Elizabeth shit. Like, yeah, you know, and she the Macho showed, Man Randy Savage. She was a massage therapist, so she's standing behind him like cracking his neck and doing all this like massage therapy stuff. And he's not really saying a word except for just like tapping the table to let you know it's your turn. Yeah. And just, you know, basically declaring checkmate whenever you were dead. Um, and she just had like a backpack full of tiny tra- like travel deodorants. <laughs> and so That's so funny. We'd sit down at the table and she would look at this person across the... And it, these are not children, okay? Like the no, people they're that are men. At these, yeah, it's like mid-20s up to like your 30s. There's all ages at these things. Not hardly children at these things. And uh, so you sit down, like she would, you know, he, he would sit down across from someone that would just smell bad. And she would just go, no, 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 no. I got you, baby. I got you, baby. And she would just like pull out a travel deodorant and throw that across the table and just go like, you're going to want to reapply that like every 30 minutes. That's so funny. And the number of scratches that he would get <laughs> because of that. Because of his mean wife. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, no, I, I took that kind of a t- intensity to comedy. Um, right when I started, I was uh, working at a steakhouse in Oxford, Mississippi. And, uh, and then, so I did my first mic, mic when I was living in Oxford. And it only happened once a month. So I watched for a month after signing up with a fake name. Yeah. And then chickening out. And then I wrote for a month. And I went up and uh, and I did it. And I got a couple of laughs. And I got vascular for the first time in a long time. And I felt <laughs> really good. And like it was, I was like, well, all right. Well, I guess. Uh, I too am going to start using got vascular's code for an erection. Got vascular. <laughs> that belongs on a t shirt. You should yeah, do that. Yeah. Like, got vascular. <laughs> I get vascular. I get vascular. Um, uh, my experience was fun uh, because I just found out that I I, I did some scouting because I'm a, I'm a nerd like that. So yeah. I did some scouting. I went yeah. and sat in at a couple of open mics and kind of saw how it went. And uh, then I would go home and, and work on material. And in reviewing my scratch pad last week when I was sitting on the on the sidelines of the podcast, um, I found out through dating my uh, my scratch pad, I wrote for six months before my first open mic. Like literally six months, I started. Oh. I started writing August the year before, yeah. and then got on stage in uh, like early March for the first time the next year. So um, yeah, like going up, like to me, there wasn't anything more terrifying than writing my name on the sign up sheet. Yeah, like that was like oh shit, because it's a commitment to me. Like once my name's on the list, I'm not gonna have my name called and not go. At that point, right, you know, because yeah. I I, I, did, I didn't want that perception to be there. So, you, like, you scratched on your first. Yeah. Like, did you actually scratch? Or did you just like no. I, I, that's why I used a fake name. Oh, <laughs> like, sure. Okay. I was literally still. I was literally still sitting, sitting in the audience when they were like, "Is Eason Miller here?" <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, "It was. It was right after this really good comedian from. I think she lives in Colorado now, but she's lived in Memphis. Uh, this really good comedian knew." Uh, we, we we now hate each other's guts, but uh, <laughs> Lila Maybear, she's still funny as shit. She uh she went up and just crushed Proud Larrys, and then they were like, "Is Eason Miller here?" <laughs> like, no, he's not. <laughs> no, and I go, I go, I don't know who that fucker is, but yeah, <laughs> what a pussy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I so. kept my shit together through the entire five minutes. But when I got off stage, I had the adrenaline dump and literally had the shakes where I had to sit down. Which, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, five minutes on stage, I've got the I've got the shakes uncontrollably for ten minutes after I got off I stage. I shook on the stool. Yeah. I had to sit down and deliver seated on the first one. Yeah, and it's just my legs <laughs> shaking the whole time. Oh, like, and uh, on my way up to the stage for my first ever open mic, I ate shit on the top step. Like <laughs> oh. Zach Dixon is hosting. <laughs> he calls my name. I like it's three steps up to the get to the stage, and on the top step, my boot hangs, and I just eat it face first and land at his feet. <laughs> and it's silence in the room, and you just hear Zach Dixon go like, "I mean, are you okay?" Zach, <laughs> <laughs> such a sweetheart. Yeah, got up, got laughs, got off, had the shakes, and you know we've been at it ever since. There we go. Yeah. So you're, I mean, you seem like someone that handles. I mean, you got the you got the football background, you got the sports background, athletics, and everything else. Yeah. Have you ever had those moments on stage where you're just like, "Oh fuck!" Like the 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 fear of public speaking or something kicks in. I've never or? had a fear of public speaking. Yeah. Uh, I, like I I always. Because, like, right when I started doing comedy, everyone was like, aren't you nervous? And I'm like, no, I thought everyone could do this. Like, yeah. I, like, 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 like I said, like, I always, I've never had a problem being the butt of jokes. My cousins used to, uh, one time they tricked me to get naked in a cowboy hat and then lock me outside of my grandma's house and I had to, like, run around and I, like, didn't have, I, I like, like, Ben and I go to the spa together. Like, we, we you know, like, no, I clearly don't mind being a fat guy with, like, you know, like, like you know, an average dick. Uh, <laughs> like, compacted because of all the extra weight I have on me. Um, but, uh, you know, like, it's, it's, yeah, like, that's, those aren't, those aren't the nerves that, like, really have, like, like, bothered me. Like, the shame 
<laughs> the shame that I feel at experience is not on the stage because on the stage, you know, you're just trying to have a goof, you know, like, yeah, like you're just, yeah, yeah. You're just trying, like, I, yeah, I'm not I don't get nervous at those points. Like, I get nervous when you hear the silence of everyone paying attention. Oh, I love that. Mm. Like, that's where, like, anytime that I, I haven't noticed it in years, like, I haven't had that feeling, but year three, like, year two, year three. When you would feel the room drop out and you know they're hanging on what you got next. Yeah. And it would just go and it would just hit me in the face where I'm like, oh, I, 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 it would shake me off and make me lose track of where I was. I mean, I lose track of where I am all the time on stage, but that's the only way I can keep having fun with it. Like, you know, like, yeah. like with the act, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not one of those guys who like bitches about their act. Oh, I'm, I, I have to do something new, you know, every day or. You know, whatever. Yeah, it's not so regimented. Like, I know, like we we've gone through your your rituals. Yeah, which are you know they're they're solid rituals, right? Uh, but it's it's loosey goosey silly time. Up yeah, on stage. and when it's loosey goosey silly time, just throw hard, and then you know, like yeah. you can we can we can watch game. Like that's the thing. I don't know when you're playing, you need to just play, and then like when you're afterwards, you can reassess and watch game film. Like yeah. on stage, you need to be like, I don't know. I think we've. I don't know if we've talked about this, but you know, it's like I feel like like pitchers and like comedians are the closest things in Western civilization that can come to understanding what Zen is. <laughs> you know, yes. like that 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 like like There's, a starting pitcher needs to be totally present when he was releasing. There's one other class of people because I feel like I draw from this more than from the pitching. Yeah. I don't panic on stage because I was a paramedic. Yeah. Okay. Paramedic. I've taught yeah. myself how to be in the moment when things are going to shit. Uh-huh. Because my compromise that I've made with my brain is that I can break down about it later. Yeah. But I'm gonna be in the moment delivering because I'm just used to things going bad and having to function anyway. That makes sense. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. just a protection mechanism my brain just like even when i'm bombing my brain's like nope we'll cry about that later <laughs> yeah like, i don't feel it in the moment like I don't i've never that. felt i've never felt nervous about a bomb i've never felt nervous about a bomb like when things are going really really poorly i'm almost like <laughs> I, <laughs> fuck I, it yeah <laughs> just like one extreme or the other like when it goes to the extreme when it's like middle and iffy that's yeah. when i'm kind of like ah like yeah but mm-hmm. but when it goes terribly wrong or terribly light, terribly right, I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> when it's going really bad, I get kind of happy for one of our friends I have in the back of the room because I know they're enjoying watching me bomb. Yeah. <laughs> because if it's really your friend and you know they're just having a bad crowd, like it's it's kind of fun watching somebody. Right. So like, yeah, a good, watching especially a good like if you've struggle. been running hot for like ten shows with like loading, and then all of a sudden you're seeing like yeah. a crowd that's not there for loading. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, yeah. and like you know in your head he's about to scream at them like a youth football coach for three minutes. Come hell or high water, it's so yeah. good for me. The bomb, the switch goes off where it's like, okay, we're gonna talk about this, and then just the the set goes out the window, and I'm just like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. Like what? What? Do you, I don't know. I don't like. I don't like chastising an audience anymore. Well, it's not chastising. Yeah, yeah. It's like let's let's dig in. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, where, yeah. What's, where, what's how's up? everybody yeah. doing? Why are y'all here? Uh, if y'all, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Like I, I don't do crowd work, but it's like I, I kind of want to start asking questions and like let's get mm-hmm. let's get to know you a little bit. Like what's happening? Yeah, yeah. Let, let me let me reach out and sit and figure out what's going on. So we've got uh, okay. We've got your we've got your origins and we've got you know your your comfort on stage. Uh, I, I feel like it's only. It's only you know adequate to to ask because um, it is an interesting question. In your mind, as you're going down this like adventure of comedy, what's making it to you? Um, that's all, that's you know paying every one of my bills with comedy to where I never have to come home dusty from cutting drywall yeah. ever again. <laughs> yeah. like, so like that's like. Like it's 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 small shit like that, and it's incremental, and it's been getting better and better, like since COVID has like let up. Uh, like I was on some like because I moved to Houston right before COVID, and I just you know like started to meet everyone. I was starting to get rolling. Uh, everything shut down for you know yeah a couple of months, you know to to a year, and then the rest of the the country because like shut down and like because I'm on the road more than. Maybe not Ben anymore. Ben, because Ben will drive, you know, forever for a guest spot. 
But uh, this is like, facts. I am a yeah, whore. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, I, I I travel, you know, pretty frequently, and uh, I I'm actually making money on the tours now instead of breaking even. So like the last three times I've been on the road for more than a week, I've 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 made money. You know, yeah. like like substantial like rent and bills money. God bless uh, merchandise. Yeah, yeah. merchant. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's you know. Yeah. I, I do like getting called by younger people. Oh, you're sell. Yeah, you're wearing your merchandise yeah, right now. Right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's actually a that's a pretty sweet shirt, actually. Yeah, yeah I really like them. They're very soft too. It's, yeah, yeah. The it's, quality uh, of t-shirt matters. It it does. It does. I've, blo- I've bought a lot the- of merch shirts that are itchy and they don't get worn. I I don't buy a lot of merch shirts uh, just because I don't I don't want to waste the fabric. <laughs> like like you know like like people are like yeah you can just take a merch shirt. I'm like I'm fine. Uh, you know like like that. I've, I want this to turn into a comrade. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, it's like yeah. you don't want to pop I off and look down like, that's how one of Clinton Shorter's merch shirts went out <laughs> 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 on, on my dead grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me this shirt that said, We Harmony. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Like and that's not the giggle you want to have, and you I, know. That's not the giggle you want to have post nut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, I had, I was in one of those situations where things had gone awry, and I needed to quickly grab the top shirt in the drawer. And things went awry. <laughs> things went awry. Yeah. I didn't see this coming. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm not a great planner in the moment. Right? Like it, it, this goes back to your paramedic training <laughs> right. where you're like I need something absorbent. <laughs> An 80/30 poly blend. <laughs> I'm not in the business of preventing bad decisions. What the fuck? <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> See, but this is the kind of comedy that I love. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, oh, God, I'm coming. Uh, he held it really right. right. That was a great raspberry, too. Yeah. Just like, like <laughs> the intonation came in beautifully through these new headphones. Chad. It was great. Yeah, we got a whole new world. No uh, echo in anything. Uh, so I mean that. <laughs> so, that's, so so we talked about like making it is is financial being financially yeah uh, you know solvent with comedy. Uh, but okay, so what? How is how are you doing with fulfillment in comedy? I love what I do. Like I like I have because I mean we all have frustrations. Yeah, with, with yeah. The kind of I'm stuff not. That we gotta I, do. I, like look, I I share I. I, sh- I, sh- I share a lot of my frustrations on this podcast, which is, you know, fine. But I, I share most of my frustrations with y'all privately because yeah. I think that's where shit should be handled most of the time. Yeah. You know, like, uh, so like, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, you know, I get, I get, I get grumpy when I get, you know, put <laughs> in front of uh, someone who's only been doing comedy for three months. Yeah, I get a little uh, irritable. You know, like, uh, yeah, I get, or, 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 or going right behind someone who's only done comedy for, for you know, a couple of months. Um you know, I get, I get, I get a little grumpy. Uh, big, big B green is here, so we, yeah, yeah. But uh, um, I guess I'll go retrieve him. Yeah, yeah. I get, I get a little uh, grumpy. I get, you know, yeah. We all get grumpy and irritable and like have to deal with shit. But um, fulfillment, dude. When the show's hot, like, like the process. Because I've, I've, I've had the, uh, I've had the great uh, fortune to share the stage with you on a lot of shows yeah and uh i love those moments of watching a comic you know get that you you see the reaction you see them get that feeling on stage and i love watching a comic any comic i love watching a comic win right um i loved watching you uh middle for bobcat that was awesome that was man uh I, I have seen your act a number of times. Yeah, in but a the number context, of places. Yeah, yeah. The context matters. Yeah. And getting you watch, uh, getting to watch you uh, wreck shop in front of a full yeah. crowd like that, and mm-hmm. uh, especially a crowd that's tuned in to, to they're, they're Bobcats. They're there for a headliner, you know. They're Bobcats crowd's head. pretty hip too. Like they're not, yeah. you know, like they're they're yeah they're they're smart people and they all love his stuff. Um, yeah, and so that felt that felt that was. 
I mean, that was one of the shows. Like, I did that show, and then I did Grady's album recording at mm-hmm. at Rudyard's, and they, that was packed out twice in a row. And so, like, like I've gotten the you know like stamina that I need. You know, or I've gotten I've gotten the pops that I need for uh for that uh that 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 that'll that'll probably sustain me for months. You know, like and and then you're building. You know, you're building other stuff. You're making moves other ways too. So like. You know, like I, I'm doing a couple of things soon that I'm I'm I can't talk about yet until you know I get the fucking you know inked paper. But you know, like hopefully we, I can get some stuff done to where you know I'm back on the road again and uh, like like I'm happiest on the road. Yeah. If I'm if I'm really honest, I'm I am the most I, I'm the most fulfilled as a road comic as it's like all right that was great Des Moines I've got to drive you know. <laughs> Somewhere else tomorrow, and you can make really in, uh, like fun connections with people, uh, you know, for twelve hours, and then you know, like it's like it's like speed dating, but I get to be a narcissist on stage, and uh, no, all the yeah, focus on yeah, yeah, me, yeah, exactly. I don't have to be like, so what do you like to do? It's like, no, I like history and Welsh corgis, and. Uh, <laughs> There's something very personally gratifying about getting paid to travel. Yes. To have people pay you to meet people and experience new places, which is all everybody wants to do. Like everybody wants to like see new places and do new things and have these new life experiences. Right. And to have somebody else picking up the tab and be like, Oh, I got your room for you. Yeah. Oh, here's your per diem. Like here's your meals. I like getting like, treated fancy like that. And I exactly. also I also like the stories that you can get from around all of that too, because like you know, I've been on dates with the girls. They're like, "So, if you could, if if you could, would you, if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you like to go? Would you like to go to like Fiji?" I'm like, "I had a great time in Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like if I could find that little place that, yeah, like, um, yeah, let let me go to uh, let, let me go to Pigeon Forge, where it's yeah. nothing but Waffle Houses and Putt Putt <laughs> yeah. Golf, and that's my shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um." Yeah, well, you know, I think we got uh, we've got another guest now. So, uh, yeah. so you're ready to bail? You're like, no, no more of this. Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. We you, we can learn more about me on uh, you know <laughs> anytime. I love talking about me, <laughs> but uh, I love I love hearing your stories, dude. Like I love uh, uh, diving more into the the character that is Will Loden. Yeah, uh, I'm a fan of you, bud. <laughs> well, thanks, Chad. I'm a fan of yours too, and of Ben. Speaking of which, where can we find all of each other on social media? <laughs> find me on Instagram at Very Dark Comedy. Loden? You can find me on Instagram at Will underscore Loden. Chadwick? Uh, I am Third Coast Chad. That's 3RD Coast, as in the shoreline, and Chad as me. There we go. All right. Uh, I wrote this today, so maybe this will be a tweet. Uh, the internet is a lot like whiskey. Uh, it's okay to use it to relax, but if you use it too much, your dick won't work. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, have a wonderful <laughs> evening. Ben, Thanks back for to listening, you. everybody. <laughs> <laughs>